Welcome to the weird world of oddities. I'm looking for props for a photo shoot. Do you have any zombie prostitutes? Um. When you guys called, I dug out a few things, and the first thing I have here you might be interested in. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> I might have something you may be interested in. Uh-huh. Oh. I'm the world's <laughs> fastest and most accurate knife thrower. OK. It'll go where I want it to go. I trust you. All right, here goes. Man. Obscura ain't your grandmother's antique shop. Whoa! <laughs> well, unless your grandma's a bit of a kook. Is that a straight jacket? I'm Mike. And I'm Evan. We've, We've spent, spent our, our entire, entire lives, lives collecting and dealing, hunting and picking, to get this business down to a science. This is Oddities. Hey there. Ciao. Come stai? Good, eh? how are you? In Italian you say bene, bene. Bene, bene. <laughs> I'm Paolo Canevari. I'm an Italian artist. My style is my own and it's Paolo Canevari style. You're just shopping casually today? Well, just try to find some kind of inspiration. And what is that? That's one of my favorite things. It's generically called a clubfoot shoe, but it's a shoe for someone who was born with a probably a severe congenital deformity. A shoe like this would have been worn by someone with a malformation of the foot or leg. The most common is called clubfoot, and it's a condition where the foot actually curls in on itself. Can I and touch it? All left. Oh, please do. Lovely object, really strange. This is so shallow. I'm thinking maybe they had a normal foot, but it was it's just... It's possible. It's just the leg that is the shorter, leg yeah. very short. Sometimes the owner was born with a short leg and maybe a wasted foot. Sometimes it's a genetic problem and sometimes it comes right out of the blue. That allows them or her or him to walk around, to dance and to live. I really appreciate that you're going to give it to me as a present. <laughs> no, I have to charge you. I put about $550 on it. Whoa. It's unique. Well, um... For you... Mm. And for art, mm. and for cash, $450. 450 Mmm. Okay, 450 come on. <laughs> I understand. I think it's beautiful to see something that is considered ugly because somebody uses it, you know, and has a deformity. But I see this as a very sculptural object and has his own personality. Goodbye. Ciao, Paolo. Hi, how are you? Ahoy. Uh, I'm looking to do a photo shoot, and uh -huh. I'm looking for props to sort of flesh out the set. My name is Voltaire. I'm a musician and filmmaker. What kind of shoot are you doing? This shoot is mostly about my, uh, my music. Oh. So I'm looking for props that correspond with different song titles. What kind of music? I write funny songs about scary things. So some song titles Very would be like funny. Cannibal Buffet, Zombie Prostitute. Uh-huh. Most of what I do has some kind of macabre edge to it, but also a sense of humor. Brains. Okay. I already have a lot of the stuff. Mm -hmm. I have a desiccated corpse. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. I have a song called Vampire Club, but I've already got the wooden stake for that one. Mm -hmm. And uh, really kind of what I'm missing is tabletop stuff, something that right. could be in the foreground. Something kind of science-y, sort of a mad science laboratory, maybe a... Archaic science. Well, 
I mean, price-wise, uh, we're talking... Maybe right. 400 Because right. they can get a little pricey. I mean, real old museum specimens, they'll run you right. a couple of grand, but Whoa, it does... Whoa, yeah, that's way out of right. much. Well, we'll put the word out and see what we find. And Okay. Often, artists like Voltaire could, could be our toughest customers. They have the vision, but not always the largest budget. Um, hopefully, we can make this whole thing work. Right. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks. Good thanks to see you. Thank you very you much. Very I appreciate soon. it. You bet. Hey. Hi, Ryan. How's it going, Melissa? Good. Long time no see. I want you to meet the great Throdini. I'm the great Throdini. I'm known as the world's fastest and most accurate knife thrower. And what I do is I throw knives around my target girl, Melissa Ann. So what are you guys doing? Are you on break or something? Uh, yeah. I wanted to show them Obscura. You know, yeah. I'm always in here. I love cool. this stuff. I collect a lot of things that have to do with knife throwing. Most of the stuff is actually old photos of knife throwers from the 1800s. We actually have something really cool, and I haven't shown this to a ton of people because it's sort of on the expensive side. One of Harry Houdini's uh, famous throwing knives, and this, this came from his personal collection. Um, and it was originally a set of four. This is the one that we got. Uh, it's got the little maker's mark right there. And have a, a letter of authenticity and everything. Here's a printout. Okay, go no further. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. The mere fact that this knife had a certificate of authenticity that was notarized, uh, it really goes a long way in this business. It's a little bit more blunt than I thought it might be. Well, let me explain. I happen to have one of mine. Oh, do you have one? It says, of course I do. never <laughs> leave home without it. Are you kidding? So there's a, um, a Throdini thrower. It's not the edge that does the work. It's just, right. it's this tip here. And as long as that tip. much quarter inch worth can penetrate the wood, um, it's going to stay. These, they're thrown like nearly 30 miles an hour. You, you, you don't want to get with any part of it. So what, what would you need? Like, if, okay, say, say you we'll threw a knife in here. I know it's, it's a pretty small space. Okay. Five basic things. Okay. Me, the knife, uh -huh. the target girl. Target girl. The wood, uh -huh. and an audience. Okay. If you'll be my audience, I've got everything else. Yeah, I'd definitely love to see you throw the knife. Um, as long as uh, you're sure nothing's going to break, I don't want it. Evan and Mike to come in and like there's a knife through the actual door. I'm quite sure. I'm the world's <laughs> fastest and most accurate knife thrower. Okay. It'll go where I want it to go. I trust you. All right. I've never seen anyone I know stand in the path of someone throwing a knife at them. It adds a new level of tension. Um, I'm not going to stand back here. I'll, just <laughs> okay, I'll stand next to you if you don't mind. All right. All right, here it goes. Ooh, man. He wanted something... Like medical, scientific, but mad scientist. You came to mind, yeah. These are from a lunatic asylum. I might have something you may be interested in. Uh-huh. Oh! <laughs> if those are what I think they are, they're actually quite rare and valuable. This is Oddities. Um, I'm not going to stand back here. I'll just okay, <laughs> I'll stand next to you if you don't mind. Right. My good friend Melissa and her boss, the great Throdini, stopped by the store today to look at some antique throwing knives. It wasn't long before he had his knives out and aimed at a people and breakable objects. Oh boy! All right, here goes. Ooh, man! Melissa didn't even flinch. Oh, she doesn't flinch. She's great. I'm glad that Melissa and the store are still in one piece. She does the right thing. She stands there, she's brave, and she flirts with me during the act. <laughs> it looks like Throdini is the real deal, so I'm sure that he can appreciate the high value of the Houdini knife. And there is, you know, a very famous saying in my business that says, don't mess with the knife thrower. 
<laughs> so uh, what do you ask? We actually paid quite a lot for it. Um, you know, I have the, the letter of authenticity. I know that helps. Uh, we have $1,300 on it. Yes, I'll do it. Thank you. Look, guys. Amazing. Get together again. All right. Come on. Let's, uh, let's take care of this. We're in the hunt for a mad scientist prop for one of our customers' photo shoots. Uh, we decided to stop by the apartment of one of our best customers, Nick, to see if he had something in his uh, eclectic collection. Hey, Nick. Hey, how Nick. you doing? Good to see you. Nice to see you. I'm Nick. I've been frequenting Obscura for the last uh, probably 20 years. That's a bit of a walk down memory lane in here. I have 55 pieces of taxidermy. At least 50 of those came from the shop. So a gentleman named Voltaire came into the shop and he wanted something. Like medical, scientific, but mad scientist kind of. You came to mind, yeah. <laughs> I'm flattered. The guy has great, great taste in the really weird stuff. I mean, you look everywhere you look, I'm like, oh, where'd you get that? I wish I found that piece. These are manacles from a lunatic asylum. The belt fits around like this. The manacles come on either side and your oh, hands slip through it. But then there's a key that locks the belt oh, closed. That's, that's the and that's what makes it so great is because the key is actually there still. Have you? Uh, I've tried it, yes. Yeah. I've tried it, it's, it's um, constricting. The restraint belt is, is really twisted, but I just don't think it's gonna stand out on its own in a photo shoot. Well, there's one more thing. Hmm. This. This is the inner ear. Oh, yeah, you see the cochlea here? Yep. This is a nice little feature right here, this old, I'm almost afraid to the turn volume it up, control. the old brass, yeah. <laughs> oh, and is... as he's a musician, this might... The music goes in there and yes, it's... rolls around. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. It's a really great piece, but it's just going to get lost. He has other right. props, and we really need a, a real centerpiece, a real jewel in the crown. All Tried right. my best. But thanks again for having us sure, over and showing us all the great stuff. Nick is usually a ringer for this sort of thing. Uh, I guess the hunt's going to be a little harder than we thought. We'll be in touch. Good luck to both of you. Oh, thanks, Nick. Today we're heading to a massive private collection of Brooklyn that we've never been to before. And we have no idea what to expect. Oh, hey, you made it. Hey, Drew. Please nice meet you. Evan. Nice to meet you. Come on in. Wow. Man. This is a nice place. My name is Drew. I got a metal fabrication company. I'm also a collector. If people come by to the house, the first thing I'll tell them is, it's sort of like the sorting room of the Smithsonian's. There's always stuff as you're just kind of traveling around. When you guys called, I dug out a few things, and the first thing I have here, you might be interested in. There's a dog head I have. Oh, <laughs> nice. Wow. The dog head came from Baltimore. Uh, I was down there on a job. It's a, a natural mummification. Like dried out, basically. When he showed us that desiccated dog head, it took me a second to realize it was real. I thought it was some kind of really weird plush animal uh, kind of, or piece of art. Um, it was kind of disgusting, but you know, kind of neat in the same way. Well, that definitely has the ick factor we're looking for, but maybe a little more like laboratory, science-y. Mad scientist-y. Oh, I got this over here. So this. You might get a kick out of oh. this. Wow. These look like miniature versions of laboratory glass. I mean, this would be a great lab in like a dollhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so is this something you guys would be looking for? 
kind of in the right direction, but something even more right. sinister. sinister. <laughs> oh, there's more. Yeah, probably somewhere between this and the dog head. We somehow can, combine yeah, the dog head in a jar, maybe something like that. Normally about now, I, I'd start to lose hope, but this guy's collection is so unique and so massive, he can still pull out anything. A friend of mine gave me this years ago, and it's kind of one of my favorites. It was a diseased brain. What kind of disease it was or lesions, I couldn't tell you, but you can see them, the olive slices here. Can I take a closer look? Sure. I love the brain slice. It's a really interesting color and has a very interesting pathology. That's like a tumor? I do not know. Clearly not healthy. Right. So what are you asking on your beautiful diseased brain slice? Um, three. Three's a fair price for this. Problem is, our client has a budget he has to stick to. Taking my favorite thing, you know that. Um. Two? Yeah, if we come in at two, that would certainly work for us. You want to call it 250 and... All right, I think, I think we can yeah. do that. No, I'm gonna miss this one, but here's your brain slice. Oh, thanks, Drew. This Thank is you, great. Hey, Just nope. ask if you have any questions. I, I might have something you may be interested in. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have it with you. I do, but I'm kind of attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, uh... Wow. Oh, okay. Where'd you get it? At a yard sale in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. My name's Mike, and I have been collecting a bunch of golden era film memorabilia, along with lost shooting scripts. Yeah. Do you mind if I take a look? Sure, please. Uh, Careful. Wow. Do you know anything about it? I, I, I don't have that much information on them. Is this possibly like a homemade gag, you know, like a Halloween, something to do with a Halloween costume before it was mass produced? Actually, if those are what I think they are, they're not a costume at all. Yeah, they look a lot like a World War I era prosthetic device actually made for soldiers who lost an eye in combat. Back then, plastic surgery was still in its infancy. Uh, you know, a soldier gets some horrible wound. I mean, half your face is missing. You walk around, you know, you never leave the house again. Instead, these prosthesis would basically give you your life back. If they are, they're actually quite rare and valuable, but we can't be 100% sure. Right, I mean, right. I mean, is this a later version? Did someone make their own copy of it? Why are you selling this? To finance this um, live theater project I'm doing. It's not like a theater prop or something from one of your... It doesn't come from me if it is. A friend of ours is a specialist in this area. I mean, he buys oh, and yeah? sells these things. He'd be able to give you a definitive answer. That would be terrific. These glasses would be perfect for the shop, but before I make an offer, I really want to get a second opinion about their age and authenticity. Sure. All right, I'll talk to you very soon then. Great, See thanks you so later. much. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Hey. Earlier today, a customer came in with a pair of glasses attached to a prosthetic eye. It's a wonderful piece, but Mike and I have no way to verify exactly how old they are and where they came from. So we called it an old friend of ours who knows just about everything there is to know about old prosthetics. Steve, Mike, Mike, Steve. Hi, buddy. Hello. These things are pretty rare, so I'm anxious to see what it looks like. Oh, my. Right after World War One, they started doing oh. this, and then they didn't do them anymore. Oh, uh, interesting. In, in this style, in this, this. Yeah, they do a plastic cast mm -hmm. of the face, and then they take the plastic cast and they mold copper. Right. They had to hand paint this on the subject's face to the oh, complexion. That's a mess. That would make sense. There's only about 
200 known pieces. Oh, really? No and it's, there are no two alike. Everyone is an individual yeah. person, and it has probably has a story behind it. So, good, bad? It looks <laughs> very real. I mean, the painting uh, is incredible. And this one looks like it has a glass eye in it as well. Yeah. I've only seen these in museums, and I just guess as to its value what I would pay for it. It would <laughs> probably be at least $2,000. I was, I was seriously blown away by the number that was offered. All right, well, thanks for coming in. I thanks, didn't Steve. Trust you. That was amazing. I uh, had no I, idea. I, call me again whenever you find something. It's Absolutely. always amazing things. And nice to meet you. I, I can't thank you enough. This piece, it's amazing. I mean, this thing was actually custom made to look just like this guy's face. This thing's you know, almost 100 years old. It's like looking into the past. So are they, are they worth selling to you now, or...? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Question is, what do you think you can do? Uh, well, that's... I mean, that's what they're probably worth. I mean, that's not, you know, we can't buy it... Sure. ...for retail to sell retail, of course. I understand that. We could do maybe a thousand. Any way you might be able to do, like, 13? I think we could pay 13 just to have something like this around. Yeah? Yeah, it's a deal. It's hard, it's hard to be heartless. <laughs> Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so, so much. much. Earlier, a customer came in looking for a medical antique for his photo shoot. After a very long search, we found what we think is the perfect thing, and we're here to present it to him. Hey, guys. Oh, look what it is. How you doing? Hi. Hi. Nice, folks. Good to see you. We're at the Bourgeois Pig, and we're shooting a spread for a magazine. Well. Were you guys able to find something? I think we came through for you this time. We, we did a lot of running around, a couple of dead ends, a couple of close but no cigar. But ultimately, we settled on the thing that just screamed Voltaire. A medieval torture device. Uh, no, Maybe we look for that. Actually, for it relates to one of your songs. It does. Oh, yeah. which one? You'll see once we, once we show <laughs> it to you. Oh, it's really a beaut. Ta-da. Oh, it's a brain. No, it's a special brain. Yeah, what are these? See those little lesions like there? Pimento or something. Oh, and if you flip it over, it has different uh, disease to be. <laughs> this brain is riddled oh, with this... some terrible, terrible This side's better. As a brain specimen floating in some sebaceous yellow goo. Can't say I ever expected it to have sickly growths in it. <laughs> this would look great between two pieces of toast. And it's sort of translucent. I love that. Yeah, it's it's a sort of a stained actually. glass effect to it. I think it'll be great. We will find a place of honor for it in the shoot. Excellent. Presuming I can afford it. We had a feeling Voltaire was going to love the slice of brain, but we had to go a little over his budget to acquire it. Uh, I really hope this gamble pays off. Um, uh, we'd probably need somewhere around 500 oh. for this piece. Uh, I don't know how that grabs you. Oh. You can't put a price on disease like that. Those lovely tumors. It's a very interesting mount. You're trying to sell me on it? It's, I mean, honestly, we don't get too many mounts like this. It's kind of unusual. Right. Would you do three? Uh, yeah, three yeah. is too close to what we have into it. I think, um, like, the best we could do is, like, four, 450. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid I'm going to have to take it and give you 450. Wonderful. All right, well, thank you very much. Often we get artists who ask for uh, unique oddities, but rarely do we get to see their art actually come to life right before our eyes. 
Now that I see the look that Voltaire dreamed up for his photo session, I can see that the brain fits in perfectly.